Hello, hello, and we are at submission number five. This will be the conclusion of the literal series. Let's jump right in. My final reason for for believing that the only proper way to read the creation story is literal, just as Ken Ham does, is that Paul does not give us any other choice. No other choice. All right, you know where I'm going. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. This is about head coverings and such, but just try to follow the argument. You've heard it all before. This is Paul, but I want you to understand that Christ is the head of every man, and the husband is the head of every wife, and God is the head of Christ. Any man who prays or prophesies with his head covered brings disgrace to his head. And any woman who prays or prophesies with her head unveiled brings disgrace upon her head, for it is just as though she had her head shaved. Indeed, if a woman refuses to wear a veil, then she might as well have her hair cut off. It is disgraceful for a woman to have her hair cut off or for her head to be shaved, then she should wear a veil. Verse 7, It is not right for a man to have his head covered, since he is the image of God, and the reflection of the glory of his glory. Whereas woman is the reflection of the glory of man. We're not going to linger on that too long. Just a bit. For man was not made from woman but woman was made from man. Where did Paul get this from? Directly from the Genesis story, literally. He goes on, Nor was man created for the sake of woman, but woman was created for the sake of man. Again, where does he get that from? He gets it directly from the Genesis story, but he gets it from that story only, only if he takes that story literally. Now, let me pause there for a moment and maybe even back up to our last submission, uh, part four, as we talk about Jesus and how he took it literally. So I got one commenter who suggested that, you know, Jesus wasn't really talking about cosmology. He was talking about the benefits of marriage and, and rules about marriage. Cosmology wasn't really the point. Well, I'm afraid that if that's how you kind of parse that, I think you are not getting the point. Brian, I, I that is to say, anonymous commenter. Sorry about that. <laughs> you can read the comments there, public skeptics and seekers dot squarespace.com. Log in your discuss account, discuss away. You can send me an email, skeptics and seekers at gmail.com. Yeah, you can't. You can't just let Jesus off the hook that easily. You can't just say, oh, well, but the point wasn't cosmology. You know, if I were doing a YouTube video on the subject of how long it takes to properly marinate a quality brisket, you know, if I were Ken Ham-style believer, maybe I would say something like, you know, in the same way that it took God six days to create the universe, you need six days to really, really marinate that brisket. Six days. No one would say 
ah, uh, well, you know, he wasn't really talking about cosmology. He was talking about, but no, they would say he's an idiot. He thinks, he thinks the universe was created in six days. And they may take my advice about the brisket. You shouldn't. I've never cooked a brisket. Uh, they might take my advice about it, the brisket. But honestly, if I'm that far wrong about the age of the universe, maybe you shouldn't take my advice about the brisket either. Maybe look up some other brisket expert, right? Um, furthermore, even though the point was brisket, it is still appropriate to say, yeah, and you don't understand uh, the age of the universe. That, that is also true in that example. And that was my point. That was my point for Jesus. Uh, in the same way that you could say, "Well, I I take the Genesis story literally in the Earth uh, as six days," so did Jesus. Doesn't matter if that was the main point he was making or not. Doesn't doesn't matter at all if it was any point that he was making. He still went back to Genesis and placed the creation of uh, male and female at the beginning portion of creation, which assumes a very young creation, very young, you know, five days in, six days in, okay? That's that's near the beginning, <laughs> right? Um, but if evolution, we're nowhere near the beginning, not even metaphorically. You, you can't say that. And so when I say that Jesus believed in a literal creation, you can see it in his example, even though he was talking about marriage, he uses his quote-unquote knowledge of creation to make his point. And we can see from that that he doesn't actually have any real knowledge of creation. And maybe we shouldn't listen to him on marriage because his ideas about marriage come from his bogus ideas about creation, which comes from taking the Genesis story literally. There's no getting away from that. And the same is true with Paul here. Just imagine how different the doctrines about women and equality, uh, egalitarianism versus, um, what is the other one? Um, egalitarianism versus um, compatibilism, something like that. I don't, I don't remember. Um, right, imagine how different our teachings would be on that. If Paul didn't spout off this, this masochistic, not masochistic, uh, misogynistic bullshit based on his faulty understanding of the universe, based on his literal reading of Genesis. And you can't say it's a minor doctrine. It, this takes up a lot of space here. And it has changed the face of the church forever. There's no going back from that. And why? Why? Because he read Genesis literally. One more from Paul. You know where I'm going. First Timothy chapter 2, end of the chapter. Women are to learn in silence. I'm sorry. We, uh, women are to learn in silence with complete submission. Do not allow a woman to teach or hold authority over a man she should keep silent. Yeah, but why, Paul? Why? Why are you saying that? What is the reason behind this law? Help us understand it. So he goes on, for Adam was formed first and Eve afterward. That's what he said as a way of justifying this teaching. Imagine what he might have taught 
if he didn't believe that Adam was formed first and then Eve? Where did he get that from? A literal reading of the Genesis story. There is no other place to get it. There's no other way to get there. Furthermore, Adam was not deceived. It was the woman who was deceived and fell into sin. Hang on, Paul. Where did you get that from? From the literal reading of the Genesis story. And to get that, we have to have a literal serpent and a literal tree of knowledge of good and evil. We got All of that has to be literal for Paul's last statement to make any sense. It's simply, he cannot get there without a literal reading of Genesis. Okay. One that I didn't talk about if I had been inclined to do another part in this series, uh, I would have done one earlier about Moses. It may have been a little bit short, but I will just allude to it now. Elude, not allude. I will elude to it now. Uh, you remember the Sabbath. The reason, one of the reasons given for the Sabbath was that God created the world in six days and on the seventh day, he rested. Therefore, the Sabbath. You work for six days and then rest. That's Moses. It doesn't make any sense unless you take it literally. And so, as I wrap this series up, we really have three positive reasons, and they're wrapped up in three pillars of pretty much all of the Abrahamic religions. We must take it literally because Moses took it literally and made law based on it. We must take it literally because Jesus took it literally and made law based on that literal reading. We must take it literally because Paul took it literally and made doctrine based on nothing other than the literal reading of the Genesis story. And unless you want to unravel all of the doctrines and teachings that grow out from that literal reading, then if you are a Christian reading the Bible, I think as the literature demands, then you too have to read Genesis literally. Now, you do have an option. You can say, well, we know more now, and Moses was wrong. Jesus was wrong. Paul was wrong. God was wrong. But that's not really an option for Christians, is it? So what are your options, really? Well, you can't pretend like reading it literally doesn't matter because major doctrines hang on it being literal. We didn't even talk about the whole fall of man and Adam being the federal head uh, of man. Uh, and so forth. Once again, you need a literal reading of Genesis to get there. And this, this starts bleeding into atonement theory and so forth. So I think that's enough. You know what to do. Skepticsandseekers.squarespace.com. Log in your discuss account and discuss away. Send me an email, skepticsandseekers at gmail.com. Until the next time, I'll see you in the comments. In the meantime, I'm out.